Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined along with Vegas Runner. It's the beginning of baseball season, and we're going to take a look at some different betting concepts for you guys to use, things that we look at in baseball, and can help you guys out with your handicapping as well. VR, good to uh, have you here with me on baseball betting. I know you love baseball. I would live for it, man. You know? uh, for some reason, I just love baseball, dude. I love betting it. I enjoy watching it. The season ain't long enough for me, put it that way. <laughs> well, I know one thing you really love about baseball is the World Series. Yeah, <laughs> I live for that, boy. You live for the World Series. You guys got an incredible record. Um, things to talk about with, you know, baseball early season um first and foremost i think that when you're handicapping a baseball game people have a tendency they're natural i mean it's it's old school but it's still hard to get away from too much emphasis is put on the starting, starting pitcher pitching. i knew what you were going to say it, it's it's something that you know you're so i mean right. because he's the you you're know, I mean, so right dude that's the game i mean when the first thing you do when you write the lines down Who's you fill your book in is the the posing you're pitchers right. and you're what right. the line is you're right and baseball has changed over the years it's become you know, a plug-and-play system. You know, pitchers are on pitch counts. Dude, you then got they go three th- levels of a re- of relief. <laughs> you have middle relief, setup, closer. And then you even have long relief. Yeah, that's whenever the starter got bombed yeah, and the game's yeah. out of reach. Yeah, he's like your fifth, sixth, yeah. seventh starter. And the game has changed. You're absolutely right. So don't put so much emphasis on the starting pitching, and even more so in early going because the pitchers are on i think stricter pitch counts yeah at the beginning of the season it's a long season you're just coming out of spring training yeah you don't want a guy you know, blowing arm an arm up. Yeah, yeah, you know early. In, in april when you know no the, you're independent in you know you in need, yeah they built like any other like any other muscle you're building endurance and to do that you got to gradually do it you don't want to come out you know and, and let your starter pitches first five games complete games right. you know that could be the worst thing for you to pile up that many innings early so you're absolutely right the game has changed and to, but vegas to, hasn't changed no 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 exactly the numbers based on starting pitching primarily right. that's the key that's where they start because that's the perception that's that's how the betters do it and the odds makers jobs to try to create money revenue for his client the sports book and since that's how betters look at the starting pitcher that's where they have to start too but taking it a step further i think that's where people make their biggest mistakes i read all the time in forums over and over you know guys saying i keep losing late you know i'd be 70 percent if if the game ended in the safe inning you know i'm always losing in the eighth or ninth the reason is you're not capping the bullpen correctly. You know, you got to stop thinking of it as a bad beat and start looking at what's missing in your handicap. Why 
does these teams you're backing keep get a lead till the seventh or eighth and let it up? It's not by coincidence this is happening. It just means that you're putting too much emphasis in what you said, starting pitching, not enough in everything else, you know, that has to do with who's going to win a baseball game. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you can't take shortcuts in anything. No. When you're handicapping, shortcuts, uh, you know, are only going to cost you money. This isn't easy beating, no. the, beating the books. And there's a reason that the best bettors, you know, on the planet grind out 56, 57%. Yeah, to make their living, exactly. To make their living. This is not easy. And although baseball was a game that there's no point spread involved, all you had to do is win the game, and any sharp that you talk to is going to tell you baseball is the pure sport to bet because you're you're betting true odds. You're, yeah, you're yeah. not dealing with a point spread. You've got odds. And you, you could calculate probability a lot easier based on a money line than you can on a point spread. I think that's the difference. Even though other sports have a, a point spread and a money line, uh, the thing is, you're, it's it's a 110 to win 100. That's where the handicap is. But when you talk with money line sports, you know, you're in a position where they're asking you to put up more to win less. Right. And I think you're absolutely right. You hit it right on the head. It's the one pure betting that you can actually calculate probability and convert it to true odds a lot easier than you can when there's a point spread involved. You know, in in baseball you don't have to worry about you know laying four and a half and being up ten yeah. in the final two minutes and going into the prevent defense. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they give up the meaningless. Yards for nothing. Right. Um, but with that said, where one of the shortcuts that I think people don't spend enough time on is you've got to know the bullpen rotation. You gotta know, as you said, oh, yeah. that that middle guy, you gotta know the setup guy, you gotta know the closer. And and, and what gotta, they pitched the last week. Exactly. You gotta know who is available for you because the days of seeing guys go nine innings yeah, is gone. 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 They're gone. Uh, unless a guy's pitching a no hitter. Remember, we had this argument last year, and I was telling Nover yeah. five and a fourth, five <laughs> and a third. That's all they pitch these days. Starting pitchers, forget it. If you think they're going six or seven, look at the stats. These guys go five. And a third. No. That's the average, dude. Six in, they, if you're lucky. They get in trouble in the sixth. Or, yeah, know, so you out. have to. And if they get through the sixth, you know, most of them go out and, you know, start that sixth inning. Yeah. So many times, you don't see them even come out for the seventh The other thing. thing people make a big mistake, I think, is they're not willing to jump in right away. I'm one to admit that, yes, baseball is such a stat-driven game that the outcome is... is it's easy to predict the outcome because there's so much data. It's easier, let's put it that way. If you know what's important and what helps, you know, help you find who's going to win a game, what stats are important, I think baseball provides that the easiest for you. But with that said, early in the season is when the market's most inefficient. Now's when you're seeing games where teams come out minus 130 and next thing you know they go off at minus 170 180 that's not going to happen two months from now right because it's unknown for most of the betters it's unknown to vegas too. exactly let's face it vegas wasn't watching spring training no 
Vegas' concern during March was March Madness. Exactly. And you start the baseball season April 1st. Exactly. They're not ready either. So the lines are going to be based on public perception. Exactly. Public perception is going to be your marquee teams, the Yankees, Red Sox are always going to be, you know, big prices. And then it's going to be who did good last year is going to be the public perception they're going to do good again. Or what team had the the big free agent signings that the public automatically is going to make them. And the two biggest free agent signings, I think, pitcher-wise, you know, was Lackey going to the Red Sox. And a holiday going to Phil's. Yeah. Okay. Now, Philadelphia was already a good ball club. Yeah. Now, you switched out. Cy Young winners. Yeah. You switched <laughs> out Cliff Lee. You know, thank you for getting us to the World Series. Yeah. But see you later. Yeah, go to I, Seattle. Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. Uh, but and now you got Roy Holiday. And think of how good Holiday has been on mediocre teams. Yeah. You know, and Toronto, he's never, you know, now With you nobody. put him on a team where. And this is one thing that's lost, you know, and I'm not a big fantasy uh, player, but he's going to be facing one less batter. Yeah, yeah, and, and National League lineups, which yeah, is a the big National different League, game. You're, you're facing eight hitters and a, a, a pitcher. So true. That is going to just make his numbers even. Because now, you you know, you don't have to, you know, there's not a there's not a workaround. When you're in the American League, you're not going to bypass somebody. Yeah, and it's get very hard else. to pitch around and right. get to, the, to that ninth spot. Right. Now you got, you know, that when you're in that seventh, eighth, and ninth spot in the National League, there's some maneuverability. Yeah. And, you know, you can force a pitcher out out of the game, you know, so forth. So, great addition to the Phillies makes them the favorite in the, you know, in, I agree. in the NL. But look at perception as we, as we wrap this up. We're going to have a second um, segment on this talking about baseball handicapping. So, uh, we're going to wrap this up here. Don't we still got more to talk about? But wrapping up, don't be afraid to jump in early. Take the value. You know, you see a team that's playing good early. Chances are it's not a fluke. They are going to play good, and Vegas is not going to adjust to them right away. No, get the value before it's gone. You know, and don't be afraid to step in front of the marquee teams because they're going to be overpriced. And remember, baseball is the only sport that you can hit fifty percent or actually less, kill it and kill it less, and still turn a profit if you're playing dogs. Yep. So this is part one of betting baseball focusing on early season baseball. We'll be back with another segment on this video. You can check out all of our videos at pregame.tv. In this segment, we're going to take a look at early season baseball and what to look for in the 2010 baseball season. I'm joined by Vegas Runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo, your host. Baseball season's here. Before we jump into some more handicapping, give our viewers some money. We want to get. We want to give away. To start off the baseball season on the house. On the house. If you go to pregamepros.com, you check out all the hot cappers we have at pregame, and uh, we've got several hot cappers. If I start listing them right now, I'll forget somebody. Yeah, I'll forget somebody, and I don't want to offend anybody. Just go check out the records. But anything you want to buy, when you go to the checkout. Baseball season starts. The umpire says, play ball. Play ball. You use coupon code PLAYBALL, all one word, and the number 10. You're going to get 10 bucks off whatever you buy. Put it in the shopping like cart. It. Take $10 off. 
And if what if happened, I have a ten dollar package up? If VR, well, this guy here, he I ain't gonna get, you ain't get a ten dollar package. But well. if he would put up a ten dollar package, <laughs> it would be free. So you know, check it out. Go to pregamepros.com and check out all of the hot cappers, as I said. Baseball early season, you know, we were talking about value, talking about looking at starting pitchers, not being afraid to jump in, get your feet wet early. Now, to me. I think one of the things that people just don't look at strong enough is early season streaks. And there's a, a, a plus and a minus to early season streaks. First off, every year there's going to be some team that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. That you just, you didn't see it coming. But, you know, do you wait till they won 10 games in Before a row? You believe them? Or 10 out of 12 and then say, this team's for real? No. Baseball, more than any other sport, I think is a streak-driven yeah. sport. Almost every to- team's going to have a 6-7 game win streak and a 6-7 game losing streak throughout the season. Unless you're like the Washington Nationals or, <laughs> or something like that. Well, you then, know? It's, you know, well, then, then you're just, just a losing, losing streak. Yeah. But don't be afraid to ride streaks. And I'm talking riding them both ways. Mentally, people think... Oh, this team's due to lose. Yeah, yeah. Or this team's due to win. And they bet to stop streaks. And when you, in a nutshell, if you're betting to stop a streak, yeah, you're going to get a winner. One. That's it. One winner. That's it. When that team stops whatever streak they're on. But you could lose three or four or five. Yeah, before you, you do. get to that. If you bet riding a streak, the most you're ever going to lose is one. Bet. Yeah. But you could win. It's an infinite number yeah, of wins, you're absolutely riding right. streaks. And it's amazing. The average better just does not think that way. The gambler's mentality. I agree. And it's why Vegas makes money. VR, what if you had to say the most important factor for you know betting or something to look for in 2010, what what would you say to the listeners? As far as teams this year? Teams or a concept? The, the one concept that I want to get out there, I, I can't say this enough. Early in the season, yes, you, you got to be, you know, a little more careful because there's not that much data. So uh, if, if you're a data-driven handicapper like I am, you got to be a little more cautious. If you're a situational handicapper like Marco is, you're going to get a lot of good situations. And I've learned to become more of a situational handicapper by hanging out and asking questions to guys like Marco. The one thing that I want to get across, and I know a lot of guys out there are going to disagree with me. You may disagree with me as well, but uh, this is, I believe, you can't go into the season saying, I'm not going to bet anything higher than 150. Like, you can't limit yourself. Now, listen to me real quickly. Granted, if your reasoning is, he's the race, this team's lost four in a row, they're great on the road, then yes. You shouldn't bet anything higher than a 110 favorite. Mm. But if you're a data-driven guy who's able to convert probability into odds, if the value's there, it's there. If the true odds of something happening are minus 400 and the price the book puts up is minus 300, then you have yourself a high pro- you know, a long-term Positive expectation bet. You can't be afraid to bet it. And what I'm saying is too many bettors limit themselves because they say, you know what, I'm not going to bet anything higher than 140 this year. And if you're a novice, that's a good thing to do because you can't get yourself in trouble. But 
as a professional sports better, you shouldn't handcuff yourself and limit yourself. You know, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying go bet every minus 220 on the board. Yeah. But what I'm saying, there are times where a minus 170 should truly be a minus 240. And in that case, it's not a bad bet. What I'm trying to say, and as quickly as I could put it, value doesn't just mean underdog. That's all I'm trying to say. No, I'm, I agree with you. Uh, you know, you can't, well, you know, like you said, you can't make a living betting big fish. No, no, you'll you get killed. Because, let's face it, you know, if you're laying $2 yeah, every yeah. game, you got you got to win 67% eight. of your game. To break even. To break yeah. even. How many teams... Exactly. In baseball, no, none. win at a none. 67% none. win mark. None. You're okay. right. You're right. So you can't do it. But you can pick spots. Another thing, and this is simple, and in today's age, I don't believe anybody is you know, doing this, but if you do not get a 10-cent line, yeah. do not bet baseball. No, no. Okay. I, there, there, there are guys still betting I know, 20-cent lines if out you're there. Betting 20 I don't cent get lines, it. Call me. I'll book you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't make money doing that. I mean, yeah. right now, especially, I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I bet seven cent lines. There's seven cent lines out there. Um, so you could definitely get ten cent lines. You should not be laying higher it's than that. Huge to your bottom dollar the long for, term. For the that's, that's a great especially, point, especially if you're a volume player. Be- because so many new betters are coming into betting baseball. That's a good point, man. And not enough handicappers stress that or educate. Betters that way and telling them how important it is because we take it as an automatic. Being a professional sports better, you're not even going to bring up that topic because you know everyone in our circle bets a ten cent <laughs> line. But so many new people are being introduced to baseball and they're falling in love with betting it and they're learning how to bet money lines and all that, but they don't realize just how much they're hurting themselves, how much value is lost if they don't really. Find that ten cent line. Great point, dude. Absolutely. Worth the price of admission alone, right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, getting to two thousand and ten. Now, we, you may not have any official future bets yet that you want to send out there, but you know, people look at the beginning of the season. They want some value, some teams maybe to look for that might you know be flying under the radar at the beginning of the season, and you know. I've got a few. Uh, we'll see if you have any. Nationally, obviously, at the top, it's Philadelphia. Yeah. And then you know, then you go from there. But you don't want to bet Philly because there's really no value in betting Philly. We'll be laying Philly. 170 to 200 yeah. every day. So, you know, and to do a future bet, to tie up money for six Five months, to one, yeah. it, it's not, no. there's no value there. But uh, looking at some teams that might present some value, in the National League, the team that intrigues me, and a couple years ago they made that fantastic run at the end of the season, got into the playoffs, got into the World Series, last day of the season, it was the Colorado Yeah, Rockies, yeah, yeah. And then they fell back. But last year they made that second half run, and... You know, this team looked for real at the end of the season. I really expect them to carry the momentum over this year. And the National League West, I think, is the weakest division. Wide open, yeah. Weakest division there is. And anybody can come out of there. So if you come out of there, you've got a chance. Now, you're going to have to face the Phillies at some point, but I think they've got a chance. And anytime you go and have to play, you know, at cores for a series, anything can happen. So I think there's some tremendous value. Uh, I see Colorado at nine, ten to one around town. 
that's one that I would give in the National League is, is some value if you're looking for a future play. I'll move to the American League. I haven't given out my official positions yet on the future bets. I have narrowed it down to five teams. Believe it or not, this is one of the five teams. The only fear I have is that when it gets to the playoffs, they may be a big enough dog that you just can't hedge enough to turn a profit. So I'm still working the math. But I really like the Seattle Mariners real quick. Bottom line, one of the toughest stadiums to play in in baseball. This year, they have Cliff Lee, as we know. I mean, that acquisition was huge as long as he gets healthy. Felix Hernandez, the king. And then they added Figgins, Milton Bradley. So you got... Ichiro, Lopez, Figgins, Milton Bradley, two stud pitchers, and an American League West that's just primed to get eaten up. All right, there you go. Ten minutes just flew by. He's Vegas runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo. We'll be back next week. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. This is segment one of four. We're going to take a look at a big game preview for Saturday in the NBA. I want to tell you, if you're listening to this on iTunes, we're doing this in chronological backwards order. We're doing the Saturday game first. This way, if you're listening later in the week and you get to a game on Friday, you don't want to listen, you can stop listening. But we're going to do this one first. It's going to be an NBA game. San Antonio at Denver. We are taping on Wednesday, so we don't have official Las Vegas lines, but as we do in that case, Vegas Runner will tell you what he thinks the line's going to be, and I'll tell you what I think the line's going to be. And I am joined with my partner in crime, Vegas Runner. VR, Saturday night, San Antonio, Denver. Great game. What, uh, what do you have to say? What makes this so difficult to create a number is that both teams have two good games before that. I mean, you got San Antonio playing at Phoenix tonight, then they play Memphis at home, and then you got Denver playing at Oklahoma City, and then playing home against the Lakers. So a lot can happen to make this game very meaningful based on records. So, you know, it's a little difficult, but according to my true line based on power ratings, I made Denver a a one-and-a-half to two-point favorite, and I set the total at 204. I don't know how close you came to that with the line, but that's just based on my power rating alone. Well, there's no question that the San Antonio stock has risen in the last last 10 days. And Tony Parker's back in in the lineup now. He came back last night. I have it at three and a half. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if it goes higher. You know, Denver, the stock has dropped a little bit with Denver. Um, the last month they haven't played like they were playing earlier in the season. But this team is still sitting right now. There's four teams fighting for the number two spot in the West. And uh, right now Utah has a one-game lead. They're sitting at 51 wins. And three other teams are sitting at 50 wins. Next Wednesday is the final day of the regular season, so every game is important. Yeah. with you know these teams trying to get that number two. Seed. And Denver being thirty-two and six at home, I could see why you shaded it higher. And I agree with you. I'm hoping that it comes out high, you know, so I could possibly back San Antonio on this spot. But it's a tough game. I know you have a free pick on. Yeah, this. I'm, I'm gonna, interested to pick your brain. I'm going to make a free pick on this game. Now, obviously, part of the reason that you know Denver hasn't been playing as well, you know, they're 
they're distract. You know, a lot of people are saying they're distracted. Coach Carl yeah, with his yeah. illness and everything. Um, Tuesday, yesterday, again, we're taping on Wednesday. Um, the interim coach that's you know handling things while you know till Carl returns is you know Dantley. He missed yesterday's practice for kidney stuff. Right, right. So you know now if they could have any more disarray, uh, you know. It's a problem, um, but I think this team is going to be okay. I like them at home. It's it is tough making a pick, not knowing the outcome yeah. of that of the Laker. For, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Laker game's the key game for because me the perception Denver. is is, is going to be huge, and that's going to dictate that. that's going to dictate the line exactly. If, if, Denver goes, you know, takes care of business and, and beats the Lakers. You'll get Denver, that higher number, you're like get you the said. Higher number. If the Lakers crush them, I think it it might be lower, closer to what I have. But what I'm going to do is I'm looking at the head-to-head meetings between these two teams this year. They've played three times so far. The first two meetings, Denver just annihilated. Yeah, the Spurs. San, the Spurs. In the third meeting, the Spurs came back and got the revenge. Now. I looked deeper, and you know I'm a situational guy. And what I saw in that third meeting when Denver lost to them is Denver was coming off a huge game. The game before, they had just beaten Dallas 127-91. to And that's when Dallas was hot. Right, you know, when right, Dallas right, had that right. big streak. And this is a situation that I think the Spurs caught Denver at the right time. time. Off a very big win. The you know Denver had already beat, Denver yeah. had already laid them twice at San Antonio, you know. So yeah, they I think they caught them a, feeling a little cocky and looking past the Spurs, and the Spurs sent a message. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a different situation this, on uh, Saturday night. It's a huge game. It's a Saturday night, so it'll be a wild crowd at Denver. And the key here is the Spurs are playing their fourth game in five nights. Not good for a veteran, older team. Uh, an older team, and they played the night before, and they got to go into the altitude. And that's a scenario that uh, people have backed since I was a pup. Okay, and that's, 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 go, that's going way back. Look at this game. So I'm going to make my free pick for you guys. On Denver, free picks. VR hit his last week. I hit mine. VR, your free picks now nineteen and eight on the run. My free picks twenty two and ten. You're gonna have a free pick in yes, another video a little later. A later segment. Uh, actually, I think uh, rumor has it's gonna give us a little golf. Yep, I got what? it. I, I bumped into a, a very sharp better I know, and I'm gonna pass that information along to our viewers. Good stuff. Um, that's what I'm looking at in this Denver San Antonio game. What what do you see? No, now when you put it that way, it makes sense. And if Denver's right there with Utah, it's going to make this even a more meaningful game for them. So I could see that crowd being extremely excited. I also like the fact that you may get some line value if they have trouble against the Lakers. More importantly, Spurs have been a covering machine. I mean, they've been on fire, dude. With or without Parker, this team's going into the playoffs firing on all cylinders. I mean, they're not pretty. They've never won pretty. You know, they're not as ugly as the Detroit Pistons, you know, back in the day. But they don't win pretty. They win with defense. They win with great perimeter defense. No one hits threes against this team. That's the key. But I think Denver doesn't need to 
hit from the outside against them. So I, I do like your pick now. The more I look at the situation, I was looking basic, you know, power ratings. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't really breaking down the situation with that much detail. I knew this was going to be your game for a free pick, so I wanted to see what you had. And, and to tell you the truth, you really convinced me that this is a very bad where, spot where for I the think, Spurs. Where I think this becomes even better for Denver is if Denver loses to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Because then... Stock will be even lower. Right. The stock is going to... And you're going to have what I like to call the ABC factor because everybody's going to remember last Sunday they saw San Antonio on national TV Easter Sunday. Yeah, blow the door, they blew the doors off the Lakers by nineteen. So if San Antonio could beat the Lakers and the Lakers turn around and beat Denver, everybody's going to want San Antonio as the live dog, and that's when I'll you know be looking. Uh, you know, hey, what else? I really I, I'm starting to like the more I think about about this. It's a tough road trip for San Antonio because they've been on the road. They got it. Go home. Then they just for one day. Yeah. Then they go on the road again. Right. That's tough, man. I, I'm starting to really like your Denver pick. It's you know situational wise. Now I'll be honest. I went against the Spurs last night because it was a you know a classic sandwich situation. Yeah, yeah. They were coming off the Lakers on Sunday, and they got Phoenix up. You know tonight. Uh huh. They played the Kings last night. That was a spot where yeah. San Antonio should have, you know, put it on cruise control or you know laid an egg, but they didn't. But you know, again, that's you know, uh, it that's, was by a layup. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, Sack hits a three pointer, they cover. Right. It wasn't a blowout win, so I mean, it's not like you were that off with the handicap. But uh, when you turn the ticket in and it ain't a winner, yeah, it's yeah, it ain't a winner. Oh yeah, close doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't horseshoes uh, or hand grenades, right? Yeah. Well, that's that. uh, so you've got my official free pick. We're going to take the Denver Nuggets Saturday night. I'm looking for a line to be in the vicinity of three to four points. Stamp of approval from VR. Stamp of approval from VR. And <laughs> uh, you know maybe you know you can put a couple you know dollars on. Absolutely. Uh, go out and get some new underwear that you. <laughs> New, new boxers or briefs? <laughs> All right. This has been uh, segment one. And if you go to uh, pregame.tv, see all of our videos, you can actually make your own prediction on this game. If you are correct, get the score correct. We'll give you $100 in pregame dollars to use however you want. And don't forget, you can download and listen all of our podcasts by going to iTunes. Just search for pregame.com and you'll find all of our podcast. He's Vegas Runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo. This has been segment one. We'll be back segment two. We're going to look at a big baseball series this weekend. Yankees at Tampa Bay. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. This is segment two of four, and we're going to take a look at the New York Yankees series at Tampa Bay. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined with my partner in crime, Vegas Runner. New York Yankees at Tampa Bay. What we're going to do this year on the podcast, we're going to try to pick one series for the weekend. Try to pick one that's, you know, 
got some you know good value. It's marquee teams. And as we go through the season, we should we'll, get to cover most. We'll get to cover a lot of the teams and be able to give previews and like what it. we're seeing. So uh, we'll look at this. Now we're taping on Wednesday. This series starts on Friday. We've got the starting pitchers on the Friday game and the Saturday game for Tampa Bay. But for some strange reason, the New York Yankees have yet to name their starter. Girardi's for any, keeping it on the DL. For anybody in this series, I mean, and it's crazy because the Yankees, they, you know. You know your rotation. It's the first week of the season. You don't have right. any tired arms that you want to rest. <laughs> you got CC. you opened the season with. You, you pitched uh, A.J. Burnett in the second game. Pettit goes and tonight. Pettit goes tonight on Wednesday. Leaves you with Javier, baby. Vasquez, the acquisition. It. You know, and speaking, you know, the Yankees, I mean, what can you say about the Yankees other than starting with they got a lot of money? Yeah, and they're not. And the key is they're also willing to spend it. That's the big difference. Well, the four pitchers that we just said, and then throw in your closer, Riviera. Yeah, you've got sixty-four million dollars tied up in five players. You heard the Milwaukee Brewers owner just said that the Yankees left side of the infield, I believe he said, <laughs> makes more than our entire team. Well, Something's wrong with baseball. Well, The go- Yankees answered with, start spending a little of that revenue sharing and get by yourself a team. They didn't like that because, you know, everybody keeps saying they keep buying championships and buying championships. Well, they only bought one championship in the last how many years? Yeah, I mean, it paid exactly. Off last exactly. Year. You know, and ironically, you're sporting your Yankee cap. And everyone keeps asking. I haven't released it yet. All week I've been wearing, alternating Yankees, Phillies, Yankees, Phillies. And at the book, they're asking, is that a preview of your MLB futures? Oh, boy. I said, you're going to find out soon enough. We'll find out soon enough. <laughs> but uh, let's look at this uh, Interesting series. series. It's a good series. And, you know, when you look at the Yankees, Obviously, you know, people penciling them in as the team to beat. They're, yeah, they're, they're, for sure. they're for the sure. favorite for the, the futures for bet sure. for the to win the World Series. Um, it's so tough to, you know, repeat. Uh, you know, you're the guy that's, you know, the expert on the Yankees. That That is your team. You you do like the Yankees. Yeah, I follow them. The, very much. the, the one guy that amazes me is, you know, Rivera, yeah. in the boy. he's this, not aging. Everybody keeps for the last five years. You know, everybody kept saying he's over the hill. He's got to show signs of age. Yet he doesn't. During the season, he don't. And then when the playoffs come, he shows no age. All, all he shows is experience and no sign of aging at all. You know, I, I mean, at some point. He he can't have you know he can't go up and blow pitches. But I mean he's a smart pitcher. Yeah, and he, he used now, that now he's using he, he's using his smarts along with you know his velocity. Talent, yeah, you know to get there. But uh, no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Your velocity is going to lose a step. You know these batters are getting more intelligent. But for some reason, I mean, you got to tell it like it is. It's not like there's not more than enough game film on Rivera. But people just can't figure the guy out. And, I mean, that's just a testament to how talented he really is. I mean, has there been a better closer? No, 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 not in our era, at least. Not in our era. What I like about this series is that we're seeing the Yankees play Boston, then travel to Tampa. And that's the, the American League East triangle. One of the Who's going to be left out of the playoff picture? Or will these teams beat each other up enough? 
that a team from the Central, possibly like a White Sox, sneaks up, a Detroit, Minnesota, one of them that doesn't mm-hmm. win the division gets the wild card because these teams do beat each other up. I don't think so. I think two of the wild card will be coming out of the East. The question is, which, which is, is the, the you know who's the odd there, man there's, out? There's no question. This is the best division in baseball. Yeah, by, for sure, for sure, by for far, sure, for sure. Um, Both Easts, the AL and NL. What I like here is I really do think that there is going to be some value with Tampa Bay um, in the series. Know, in this series earlier, because first of all, you got the World Champion. Yeah, yeah. You know. First off, you got the Yankees, period. Whether they're world champions yeah, you're, or not, yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to pay a price for sure, the Yankees. Sure, sure. Second, coming off the world championship sure. year, they, they won, what, 103 games yeah. during the regular season last year. This is a team that's going to get the money no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And when we look further at this Tampa Bay team, uh, you go back two years ago, this team came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, they got the nucleus of a team, you know, it was a young, young ball club. They, you know, had a young pitching staff that began and, and gelled at the same time, and they had some good hitters, and they put it all together for that magical run two years ago and went to the World Series sure. against your Philadelphia Phillies. And, you know, nobody saw that coming. No, no, no. Now, then last year, there was expectations put upon this team, and they didn't live up to it at the beginning of the season. Right, right. They, they got off to a slow start, dug themselves a hole. But then they had the talent that it was going to, the, the cream was going to rise. It, they made the run at yeah, the end of the yeah. year, but, you know, obviously it was too, too late. Too little, too late, sure. It, but, you know, I think going into this year, if the pitching staff stays healthy, yeah. and, you know, one of the keys to the pitching staff, I believe this year, is the guy pitching on Friday night, and it's the guy I like in this series um, is David Price. Wow. Ro- I, I think he's going to have a breakout year. I projected him to be top five running Believe it or not, for the AL Cy Young, I expect him to have a huge year this year. Coming off the the rookie year last year, you know, a very good record, ten and seven for you know in a rookie campaign. But what I liked about Price was when you got him at home, the guy was lights out. They were eight, yeah. you know, eight and three at home, uh, ERA under three, you know, down there in Tampa. This is the guy that's the key to this staff. Now, all he needed, honestly, he needs is experience to understand the majors and to learn the batters. He was going off nothing but talent alone mm-hmm. last year. I mean, so you got to give the guy his due. The one thing I want to add, because we are coming to the end, is you got to beware of the Yankees early on. We all know history repeats itself, and year after year, this team starts out slow. The first 20, 30, 40 right. games, they're a 500 team. It's always going to be like that for them for some reason. It's always been like that with this crew, with this group that they have. So I don't think that's going to change. And because you pay such a high premium on them, especially early on, since that's the teams everyone's talking about, it's not a team I'm really going to be looking the back early on in the season. Well, I got I have a follow-up point to that. And I think the biggest reason for the Yankees' slow starts every year is we've talked about it time and time again. They're not afraid to spend money. Yeah. They'll go out and get players. And, that. and I Chemistry think, takes a while. Exactly. Yeah. That is, that's the whole key. And then once that team finds that yeah. chemistry and gels, then you know it's lights out. I mean, look at this year. Granderson's new. You know, you, you got 
Nick Johnson's new, you know, what Matsui's gone. You, you know, I mean, this is a team that you're right, spends money, they're willing to change key positions year in and year out. Um, you know, you got your, your nucleus, your Jeter and right. company, but the rest are willing to go out there and buy pieces. pieces. And I think you're right, it takes a while. Looking at Tampa, this team, if they stay healthy, like you said, is loaded. When you got B.J. Upton batting eighth in your lineup, you're pretty stocked top to bottom. Got to wrap this up. Quick note, uh, one more stat on Price, the Friday night starter. He faced the Yankees four times last year, and the Yankees only had a batting average of one. 123 against him in four starts last year. We can't forget, only got less than a minute. My free pick. Your free pick. Guy's going to give it to you right now. Bumped into a very sharp better wise guy who, who, who makes money, put it that way. Guy bets golf a lot. Told me, Ace, I got something for you. Get on it quick. Under Tiger Woods first round. It's around 70, 70, I mean, uh, yeah, 70, 71 over. Excuse me. Take that back. Over 70-71 in the first round. He never has a good first round, especially at the Masters. Coming in with all this pressure, all all these distractions. I, I really like this guy's angle. And with all the attention Tiger's getting, there's some value there. So bet the over in the first round, Tiger Woods of the Masters on Thursday. Welcome to This Week in Vegas, a better's view. I'm your host, Marco D'Angelo, joined with my partner in crime, Vegas Runner. Each and every week, direct from Las Vegas, we bring you the big news this week in Vegas, what we did last week, what we've got happening this week, and we're taping here on Wednesday, two days after the national championship. Still talking about that. First off, I want to congratulate my man, Vegas Runner. Thank you. Great college basketball season. Your future bet on Duke. Got there and middled there. And, and <laughs> you, come back on, you, know, you came back on Monday with a hedge play on, which any professional better. Yeah. Anytime you can make a profit, that's the job that you're supposed to do. What, no matter what your feelings are on the game and so forth, when you can turn a profit, locked in. Uh, our obligation is to our clients to help them manage their bankroll the way a professional should to turn a profit. And truth is, I was going to hedge that regardless because with it's so early in the year, and to be able to pile up some units and have ammunition this early is huge going forward. But the truth is, after handicapping the game, I like Butler. Mm -hmm. I I really thought they were going to keep it extremely close. So rather than just hedge four or five units, I went ahead and did a whole ten units Mm -hmm. because I did like that Butler side. Otherwise, I would have just locked in a small profit. Like you said, because when you got them by the balls, you don't want to let them go. <laughs> it doesn't happen every day, you know. So, but you know, it worked out perfect. Exactly, it perfect for you. It did. It you did. got you cashed the future bet. You got the uh, you know the play on Butler because they they lost yeah, it, but covered. A great end to a, a, a perfect great, situation. That was a great game, man. I mean, uh, the ending to the game, incredible, I mean, incredible. I, you know, I, I know I've done it, you know, last week. I couldn't help but talking about it. It was Hoosiers, ref- dude. Making the references it was Hoosiers. to Hoosiers. And if the guy makes the shot, either yeah. one of either, the last Either two. the fadeaway or, or the half-court shot. It, you know, it, it is the movie Hoosiers. But I, I, I don't 
don't like that people are saying it was a bad game. I mean, it, it reminded me of when I was young and I watched what NC State did to Houston, yeah. where Houston had that five slam a jamma and they were so exciting, but NC State said, we're going to play ugly and we're going to force you to beat us ugly. That's, and that's Butler. Butler. That's Butler. So Butler went in there and, you know, maybe having the home crowd, you know, sure, basically sure. There, helped him. But they said to Duke, we're playing our way. Yeah, as long as the refs number one, don't call see. these little little touch fouls yeah. and let us play. Like, they let them play the whole tournament. Let's tell it like it is. They, they let Butler play Butler defense, and I love it. You're not going to break that team. I mean, you saw throughout the whole tournament, this team shot 30 35% and got to the championship game. That tells you how important defense is when you get in the postseason. Well, we talked about yeah. it. In, I had it in my analysis. You had it in your analysis. You know, this is something to you know take away for next year. Sure, you sure. Guys, I say that when teams play close games sure. the, during the tournament, it makes them so much tougher yeah, and more confident. Going up because they've seen everything. Mm-hmm. They've played those pressure situations. I mean, I'll be honest. When I was watching the game, every time Duke kicked it out to six, yeah. you get that feeling like, oh, oh here yeah, it is. Here it goes. This is it. This is where Duke does one of those. You know, the, a team comes down, forces a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panics, and all of a sudden, it then, gets to 11. Yeah, and... Butler never did. Every single but time. But they did it got with Kansas six. State. Remember, we watched it at the Bellagio. Right. Kansas State got the, the lead. They said, we're still going to play right. our style ball. We're not changing it. And they did that throughout the whole tournament. And that, I gave them respect because they're so young. I mean, coaching and being battle-tested yeah. through already experiencing that made them hang that right down to the wire. let's tell like it is. Duke annihilated West Virginia while Butler barely escaped Michigan right. State. So the stock on Duke was so high, and you always say That it. was my write-up. Yeah, you that always say it. You know, a team is never yeah. as good as they look or as bad as they look. In their best and, game. And, and that's what happened with Duke. I mean, they came out of that game looking like they can't be stopped. Well, the early, you know, the early money on the game came out. You know, it opened at six and a half. Yeah, and stormed up to seven yeah, and a half. Yeah. Everybody was betting. I, even was betting eights Duke. were out there for a while. And then on game day, as we got closer to, yeah, to, yeah. it came back. The up. I actually spoke. seen a couple places go back to six yeah, and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. The wise it guys was, spoke loudly. They waited. They so, sat back. It, it was a great game. Great game. Final question I have for you. Now, there's a rumor circulating around that after the end of that game. That Mrs. Vegas runner <laughs> is still scrubbing your your underwear from that last shot. Is there any, any truth to that, or do we yeah, just retire? Do we just retire? I'm not going to lie. I don't get emotional with games, but there was so much at stake, Marco. I mean, I, one, absolutely. I had the future, I had the middle, and I had our pool back in Philly that I get in every year <laughs> on the line so, with Duke winning the game. There was so much on the line. So that pair's retired. Oh, that's gone. For good. For good. And, and, and when you, I mean, come on, how many times have it, has it happened to you and you're like, I've seen this so many times before. Yeah, Here goes the half court shot yeah, in the back. Like, you know that was probably that's the closest 
half court shot I think I've seen in a, in a, in a big game yeah. for a game got, winner situation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. The half court shot was actually better than the fadeaway. Than the yeah, fadeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. I wish I had a camera on me to see what my face, the color of my face at that time. It couldn't have been pretty. It, I, I was an emotional <laughs> roller coaster. I'll tell it, you that. It couldn't have been pretty great, at all. Great finale. When it ends, great. you know, it's all worth it. When when the ends justify the means, you know. Great. And I was Saturday for the final four. I was down at the Bellagio with RJ. And uh, actually got to meet Sack Lawson was in town. Uh, great guy, guys. You know, I want to tell you, Sack Lawson's another one of pre games. You know, we it's a diamond in a rough. We found this guy's a gem. Yeah, he, yeah. He's the new age of handicapping. He knows his stuff, and this guy is eager. And you know, I was impressed when we met him. Yeah, and- I, unfortunately, I didn't make it down. I, it was a long Friday night. Mm-hmm. I, I went to the fights the night before the Showtime fights. I got nice. my ticket right here. No lie, on the floor. Tyson and Roberto Durand, actually, I kid you not, all my kid sat behind me. Nice. That's how good my seats were. Tyson and Roberto Durant nice. were behind me. Um, so I mean, I was. It was just one of those weekends, and I was going that night to Mandalay Bay's mm-hmm. fights. I had gotten uh, one of them passes, so it was just a hectic weekend. And I apologize, a kid I really wanted to meet. I met Mike, want to meet Dan now, yeah. and I, I had a chance for set. It, it was a good time. Good, we, good, you know, good. We had lunch at the Bellagio buffet, and then RJ and uh, <laughs> me played uh, played cards, and uh, you know, and. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> rough day at the at the tables. At the, well, you know, I I was doing good, and you know, RJ, you know. RJ's the you know the little mentor at the table you know Marco has his style but RJ says you just need one thing left you know yeah yeah that missing piece that, that one missing, missing piece, piece that missing piece push is, you over the top take yeah. you to that next level yeah so you know. I, I switched tables to get to RJ's on Saturday, and I had a hand where, okay, now here's here's where I'm going to make the move. And I fired all three barrels with complete air. <laughs> okay? And, and I wanted wanted the guy to fold, you know, so I could turn that hand over, show, you know, show RJ, yeah, okay, now we got that in the arsenal too. I forgot one, one thing that I forgot. You can't bluff a guy. A calling a station. station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have stuck to your Kanish style, yeah, bro. Yeah. It's worked for you all these years. <laughs> and so I was so pissed because I was I was doing good. I just you know I just totally pissed away like two hundred. No reason to get Ivy for, on us. You've done fine with Kanish yeah. the last ten years. So. <laughs> RJ wasn't feeling good. He left. Long story short, I played till the end of the the West Virginia Kentucky game, and I, I you know texted my fiance where we were going to go to dinner, and I said I'm leaving ten minutes. As soon as it came around to right, right, my, right. You know my blinds. I was. Under the gun, last hand, I'm up. I got back my mistake, and I'm up a few dollars. I look down, swear to God, I've got pocket aces, my last hand of the night. Guy calls me. All I'm going to say is he flopped a set of fours. And that, and, and, I, and, I, and my last hand, normally I'd stay and play. You know, sure, but sure, I, sure. I, you know, I told Lori we're going to dinner. Ugh. You had to take your loss. <laughs> take my loss. Walk, you know, the, the walk of shame. Terrible. Talking yeah, to yeah, yourself. Yeah. And, but, hey, this is, you know, time's gone. Welcome again. to Vegas. You know, I just want to give a teaser. We are going to be previewing some baseball some handicapping for baseball. So check out those two videos this week uh, on the podcast that will be VR and myself. 
As always, this is Marco D'Angelo. He is Vegas Runner. This has been This Week in Vegas. We'll be back next week. We'll tell you what's happening after the first week of baseball and everything going on here in Vegas. Have a great week, guys.